25 of our podcast. Look at her already. <laughs> it's our finale of season one and for some bizarre reason we've decided to go live. I'm Alex, one half of the Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half. And if you tuned in a minute ago, you'd have heard how Alex really speaks to me before we go live. (laughs) Shut up, Lisa. (laughs) I think they might have heard that. I'm pretty sure it was already live by then. (laughs) My God, what are we doing? I don't know. It's weird because we've never gone live on YouTube before. So I don't know where we'll be able to see people's comments. Is it just there and we don't know? I like it, actually. So it doesn't feel like we're live. So it might be all right. Yeah, breathe. Alex, have I've had proper palpitations about this. I know why. Well, this is why I think. I Because th- I've been so nervous about this, right? We got a message from Siobhan, not so secretly sober today, saying she can't wait. And I, it, that made me nervous, which I know why. It's because how many times have we edited our episodes because I've said something really stupid? No, it's not because you've said something really <laughs> stupid. It's because either I've lost my way or I've said something really stupid. <laughs> well, it's staying in today. No, what about the time when, who was it that I started talking about? And you said, and I said, let's get them on the podcast. And you said, they're dead. And I was like, I got myself into this massive hole about it. Do you remember that? Alan Carr. That was, it was awful. A, it was Alan Carr. We were talking about Alan Carr's book, which yeah, which did it for me. I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, we were chatting away and you were like, oh yeah, we'll get him on the podcast. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then because we got the giggles about what I'd said, it actually ended up looking really bad, didn't it? It's because we like, I suppose it's just the way I am anyway, and I don't know why, and it's something I've tried to deal with, but I have this really nervous laughter of like, if somebody says something they shouldn't, or I get told bad news, I'm the worst with bad news. It's awful, like a proper laugh. No, I once, honest to God, right, our postman, when I was a kid, see, it makes me nervous thinking about it, right? (laughs) Postman came down our path and slipped right and I swear it was a really bad fall he actually went like up in the air flat on his back and his letters went everywhere and I nearly wet myself laughing and he was really hurt as well and I could not I couldn't help him because I was nearly weeing and my mum was saying she was next to me nearly wetting herself as well so the poor postman was just like salt your pass it was just dead annoyed but that just made it wasn't funny this has just reminded me, me and my mum went for a walk the other day and oh, it was, it were all, it's not even funny. I've not even told you this. It's, it was awful. I felt so sorry, oh, but it was awful. <laughs> we, walked, we walked past the chip here, right? And this man came out and he had his chips in his hand and his pants fell down, right? <laughs> no, but all of, I have such empathy. You know, it was so <laughs> dead. It was so dead. And I couldn't, like, what do you do in that situation? I had to just look away and I thought, if I pretend I've not seen it, then he won't get embarrassed because I feel like I can feel the embarrassment for them. But it, it's funny, but it's not funny. But then it, no, it's not funny at all. No, it's well bad. Oh, I, I do. I get it, though. I do get it, honestly, because I'm the same and I'm just like, oh, everything's just hilarious. But you know, so far, so good. Let's just take everything as it comes. So we decided, didn't we, we were going to do this off the cuff a couple of days ago. 
Yesterday, was it not? It might have been yesterday, yeah. <laughs> but we decided we're doing this and that we are braving the live and then we're going to record it and release it as normal tomorrow anyway, a little bit edited because there'll be some bits we probably will have to take out of this one because obviously it's much more visual and you can see... Like the bit where you tell me to show up. my hand, sorry. <laughs> Mascara. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we decided we'd do it, but we thought we'd have a chat about our previous podcast, didn't we, and our guests and the things we've talked about and our journey from, like, two people who could not get out the introduction without laughing... 50 minutes it took us before we could even say the first sentence because it was just so funny that us two who had grown up together since 11 were releasing a podcast and now you know there's people listening in New Zealand in Australia in Canada in America and we're just like we're gobs we're still in absolute shock because I can't believe it we're just a pair of dickheads <laughs> It's I love how you said we for sentences like that. Well, I'm a dickhead and she must be one because she's my mate. <laughs> We've turned into like morphed into one this week. Like you'll be me got oh Lisa, we look we looked old on that. And I'm like, you cheeky came. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one was like, it was very giggly and confession, I have never, ever listened back to it. I can't. Do you know, episode one was only just over 19 minutes long and now you can't shut us up. I know, we're going for hours. It's like, oh my gosh. I think it was 19 minutes because honestly, the amount of time it took us to actually get talking, I think we were just frightened, weren't we? Yeah, really scared. And I think we've gone through a bit of a journey on the podcast. Like, we started off and we thought we should be podcasting, like other podcasts, and and we kind of... You mean professional? <laughs> yeah, podcaster. I love you. <laughs> I love well, yeah, we have, we've been on a journey, haven't we? Oh, we really have, and we, we set off, and when, when we actually started doing this... We really did just say, look, if we can help one person or if one person can just relate to our journey, that is enough. And to think that we're getting, you know, hundreds of listens every episode and the feedback, it almost makes me feel sad that this is our finale because in the last week, I don't know what's happened, but all of a sudden we're just getting loads of messages about it, aren't we? Just all of a sudden. When you get that message and somebody like you say relates to your story, it just makes you feel so good because I remember being at the beginning of sobriety and not knowing anybody else that was sober so by picking up a quick lit book or listening to a podcast and thinking oh my god they're just like me was really really good for me what are you doing what are you typing I'm sorting out the presentation though you're distracting me sorry I, Stop it. I forgot I had to do this, didn't I? I forgot. I was supposed to be prepared and I forgot what we were going to show people at the end. Uh, so now I'm sat here trying to make it look. Well, stop it. Right. You're laughing now anyway. 
Right, listen to this then. Let's discuss um, number two and our lovely titles for podcasts. So when we were saying before about being professional, right, this is as professional we got. Can you remember what we called episode number two? Um, was it our ups and downs one? No, it was hangovers, hair of the dog and other disgusting things. <laughs> was that the grape episode? It might have been, yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it, because of the disgusting things. Yeah, when you spat a grape out. No, don't tell the story again. We only need it once in a season. <laughs> but we can go back to episode two and find out about that one. <laughs> yeah, and then we talk, Then we decided we were going to get some guests on, didn't we? And I'm looking Well, we didn't, did we, Alex? No, I did. <laughs> you did. Because can we just say, yeah, right, I talk a lot about in podcasts and when we have interviews and stuff about how bad my social anxiety is and I think like just because I've gone got sober that hasn't gone so you was messaging people to come on our podcast but these people were like books that I've read so like who <laughs> I would look on our shared Instagram and Alex had like sent out messages to Claire Pooley Fern Cotton, you sent a message. I've messaged her again recently. William Porter. Yeah, William Porter. Um, so you'd like message all these people and I'm just thinking, oh my God, I hope they send them off. I hope they send them off because I don't know what we'll talk about. And how amazing is this now? They didn't actually say no. They said yeah and they said they would come on to talk to us with our accents. <laughs> and, and charming podcast titles <laughs> the, the first person we had on was it Rebecca Weave Smith from Goldie yes magazine? it was from Goldie magazine yeah and we'd seen a magazine online on on um, Instagram and we got her on and we knew she was sober she actually messaged us and said she was sober so we said would you come on and she was the loveliest person she just sat in her front room she was so chilled so relaxed and I think that kind of gave us a bit of confidence, though, didn't it, that one? Well, it did, and it didn't, because I think at that point, for me, I thought, oh, I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any we've questions, got anything did we? really prepared. We just kind of were winging it, weren't we? Like, yeah, let's have a chat about being so hard can it be? But I think quite early on, we realised that maybe we should be asking questions and not <laughs> as well and finding out information. Yeah, Rebecca was lovely because she was just quite talkative, wasn't she? And she just made us feel really relaxed. And I think, yeah, like you say, it might have just lulled us into a bit of a false sense of security, but we loved that one. And then the next episode, now we have to tell you about this one, William Porter. <laughs> Confession time. Confession time, William. I don't know if you're watching. I told you you had to earlier on, but if, you, if you're not, I hope... Well, this will get back to you because I know Dave's watching. <laughs> oh, right. You have to understand my position here. So I've read, I had read and listened to William's book and it really was my game-changing book. I phoned Lisa up nearly every day. She actually hadn't read the book at the time and she heard every chapter in summary from me and she, she was well past needing quit lit and was sick of me. But I was like proper besotted by what he was writing. I was a big time fangirl, wasn't I? 
Oh, you were fangirly. Do you think that's a science thing? Because you're quite science-minded, yeah, oh, are I just, you? I just loved the fact that it could tell me the facts about it. And, and yeah, yeah. Science. and I was like, yeah. And you was like, well, I prefer to just hear somebody's experiences. about. And, but I really related to it. I just loved it. So <laughs> anyway, I've never seen him. I've never seen his face. I'd read some of his books. I'd, I'd not been, it's not funny, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> I've not done any. So I got, I got on. And honestly, we were sat in Lisa's front room and I'll never, ever forget it as long as I live. We put the Zoom on. He appeared. <laughs> First of all, he isn't Carl William. So that confused the hell out of me. And then I thought somebody had hijacked the Zoom call. <laughs> Because he is the spitting image of my ex-husband. Like, exactly the same, though. Like, <laughs> but, I, but I obviously knew it wasn't him. I knew it was my ex-husband. But I couldn't get myself together. So, like, and he wouldn't have known it, I don't think. I hope he didn't. But me and Lisa got the giggles about things. And it was all because she just kept, like, touching me like she does. Touching me. <laughs> because she knew. It took me weeks to get over it. <laughs> it, it does really look like Weasley when I went for a dog walk before I saw your ex-husband oh <laughs> I did but he um, it, they it, don't it look that alike like in real life no not not anymore I think he looks like you, your ex-husband did when you first met yeah, your ex-husband that's what shocked me it took me back in time I thought jeez what's he doing here <laughs> it was a bit weird wasn't it yeah so yeah there was that and I think honestly Sam, if you if you're listening, that William, it, that is what I remember about your podcast. Is just thinking, oh my god, my ex husband's here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What an awesome podcast that was as well. We it got was really good. We got such good feedback from that, and it was really, really interesting. And if science can make me, you know, if somebody talking science can make me listen, it's got to be good. And like now to think that we speak with him every week and he just makes me laugh so much. Like, it it really, it's just no, no nonsense approach about drinking and what the effects of alcohol does. You just, there's no, anybody in the world. You are. You don't take any prisoners. If somebody says, you drink, he's just like, why are you putting that poison in your body? (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. I I recommend anybody try and challenge William because there's no way. (laughs) It's just a message on on our group to say he is watching. So, my God, you know my secret now. I'm so sorry. (laughs) All right. Who was next? (laughs) Moving on. Who was next? Right. So then we had Carolina. From euphoric alcohol free life she's in california is that right yes she is i'm just looking at did we not have i can't see jane on my list jane in japan yeah well we've no well we'll come to that in a minute because she was would you not remember how long it took us to get on that yeah i do i didn't Let's that's t- why i didn't want to miss her <laughs> we won't miss her don't worry and if she's not on the list we know why but she is i know she is so let, let's go back to carolina Carolina's was just a, a lovely, lovely podcast. And I think what I loved about it, and she done like a coaching programme with Tony Robbins. And I was yeah. fascinated by that. Yeah, she had. And she was just the sweetest, nicest, and really knowledgeable as well, wasn't she? Very, very knowledgeable. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just people like this though make me feel nervous. In fact, every single person we've spoke to makes me me feel nervous. In fact, talking makes me feel nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nervous tonight. I told I even shaved my legs tonight. I was so excited about this podcast. Oh well, I'm not telling you about my legs. So yeah, Carolina, she was just it was so easy to do because thankfully like we say because we're rubbish at doing questions well we're not so much now we're actually quite good now but we were quite rubbish at the beginning but she just <laughs> talked the story didn't she she was just re- that one was an easy one for us to do i think yeah it was lovely and then we had our lovely friend siobhan on yes we did so siobhan not so secretly sober i think she was just a joy to have on. Did we have a few technical difficulties at that point? She was on her phone, wasn't she? She was on her phone because she'd gone round to a friend's house for tea. She <laughs> I remember, she was in a room or something like that. She'd gone to a friend's house for dinner or something and she'd just gone and hidden away with it. <laughs> yeah, she was fab. I absolutely love her. We'll get Siobhan on again another time. I think um, she's going to come on the sober sessions with Lucy Spraggan. Brilliant. Well, I've not actually asked her, so if she's watching, that's what you're doing, Siobhan. <laughs> yeah, you are, Siobhan. I, I love it because I think because she's younger, I look at Siobhan and I just think, I wish I knew what she knows when I was that age. And yeah. I just find it fascinating that, you know, to see somebody so confident and and happy, sober, and she's such a caring person because I know through Be Sober Manchester as well you know like she's always checking on checking up on people and just asking if they're all right and she's just I just love her to bits yeah she's she's got a different kind of air about her than most of the other accounts aren't she yeah and just honest yeah she's really honest she's very vulnerable and her, her um like her stories and her videos that she does they're just really relatable and sometimes they're just funny they're just they're just nothingness just funny yeah she talked about how she was in the shower the other day and she was listening to us with sober dave and um <laughs> in the shower she said yeah she said so she said i was in the shower and i was i was thinking about she what she'd listened to them and she said she was thinking about it she just made up this whole story about it if she was mates with them and stuff <laughs> oh, I I love that. Uh, right, okay. So what do we do next? So the next one was Simon, our Simon Chapel. Right, you've missed Sober Girls Society, Millie. Oh, have I? Yeah. Right, oh, Millie. I thought I had a different list than you, but I know we're going off our shared notes, are we? We are. <laughs> Mr. I've got no glasses on. <laughs> yeah, I have missed Millie. Um, that... That was really surprising, that, because we'd met Millie, hadn't we? We'd met her briefly at the Be Sober Manchester and Sober Girls Society joint event in yeah. Manchester. And it that was surprisingly easy, that, that podcast. It was just, can you remember, I went a bit weird after that podcast. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. I did, didn't I? Yeah, you like I don't know whether it was December because I spoke quite a bit about um, December. It's not a good month for me in December. I just don't like. I just find it really, really difficult. So I don't know whether it was the fact that we'd spoke to Millie and it kind of triggered a load of emotions for me. Um, but it had me really questioning and digging into my mental health a little bit. And I think it was really interesting to hear her story. She spoke about she'd had a breakdown 
and whatever. It's just, it's such a, if anybody hasn't listened to it, it's a really, really lovely episode and I think you can learn a lot from it as well. And she's another one, isn't she, that she did, she, she went sober at a really young age. Yeah. And so, like, it's a different kind of audience to you and me, isn't it? You know, like, we're, like, middle-aged, I hate saying middle-aged, but we are. See, if she says that, we again. <laughs> we are <laughs> middle-aged mums and, like, they're young, single, sober people. Yeah. <laughs> Look how pissed off you are. No, I'm not. I'm just a bit in, I didn't know whether I, I would be classed as a single sort of person or not. Oh, I suppose you could be. I'm not sure you can put the young on anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, do one. <laughs> I get it, I get it. You're being really good there, not swearing. Normally you'd be swearing at me in real life. Right, then was Simon Chapel. Yes, and we spoke about sex. Yeah, we did. Oh, but was that was that when he interviewed us, or when we interviewed? Or oh, when we when we interviewed him, we did. He spoke about sex on the sober sessions as well. That made it, it was so funny. I loved Simon because at the end of it, you can hear Michelle, his wife, <laughs> in, the, in the background, and I just think it's so lovely and easy to talk to. Again, somebody else that knows how to talk. I find people that come on our podcast and they can just talk and tell you the story without flapping. So fascinating. Because if anybody asks me my story, I'm like... Uh, 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 um. Yeah, but you don't come across that way. I keep telling you this. I know. Okay. Do, you know do you know what sticks out in my mind about Simon is, is vulnerability, again, and just how open he is about his story and some of the things that he's overcome with his son and with his dad and, you know, things that he's talked about openly. And I just, what I love about Simon is his emotions are raw. If, if he wants to cry, he'll cry. If he wants to laugh, he'll laugh. It was that, that episode. I remember even afterwards, the three of us saying it was just like hanging out with your mates, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think that's what I found amazing from all our po podcasts. When we started off laughing our heads off in your conservatory to actually finding people that you can connect with so well. And it hasn't just... And, you know, when that podcast is over, it's not just ended there. We've, we've kept in touch. And I think it's just yeah. so nice that we can call people our friends. I've just got Sasha Bonds commented and just got Alex and William sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kicked him out of the tree if he was my ex-husband, I tell you that. <laughs> That's well funny. <laughs> it's not. It's embarrassing for poor William. I'm not bothered because I'm bolshy and bold as brass, but he might be feeling awful now. Yeah, he will. Bim Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then was the lovely Jane in Japan. Now, Jane, again, we met her through Instagram and... What struck me about Jane's, again, was she was a bit nervous, wasn't she, Jane, about her episode coming out because she'd talked yeah. about a few things that she'd never revealed before and particularly about her blackouts. Yeah. It's kind of the first time I spoke to somebody who described what I'd experienced in terms of a blackout. So I remember feeling really bonded with Jane and I remember coming off it and you saying she was lovely. <laughs> 
I just really like it. It's a, you know what this fascinates. A lot of things are fascinating. I'm easily pleased, but, <laughs> but what fascinates me is like you said, we met Jane on Instagram. So I'd first met her through my other personal account. And I think it's really good Instagram, isn't it? Like you can actually make friends through it. Yeah. Like who'd have thought that? Well, I wouldn't because I didn't even have social media till we started this. No, I know. <laughs> oh, that was awful. That's another story about my technical difficulties. And now I help people. Oh, you're brilliant. You're I do so help good now. now. I'm I am so proud now. of you. Thanks, Lisa. It means a lot, that, genuinely. Is that your act of kindness for the day? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, I am really proud of you. Thank you. Then what I'm going to just tell you about our podcast now. So when we do this, I, I learn by writing down notes how to record, stop, play, move things towards the music so that we, we've got an introduction. And absolutely, if I have to do, I can cut things out and put them back in and paste them and use I couldn't them. do that. No, you don't do that. But I don't do social media, so it balances out. So anyway... We always go on with our guests and we make out that we're doing this authentic thing of not editing, right? But the fact is that we just don't like editing. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, it's not, it's not authentic. It's lazy. <laughs> laziness. That's what it is. It is. It's pure laziness. So we have this podcast with Laura Willoughby. <laughs> From Club Sordo. She'd been to America, hadn't she? Yeah, so she just got back. And we're like, like we do, we don't edit. Certainly not in the middle when you, because I don't even be listen to them. <laughs> no, no, you don't. And I, I do occasionally, but I'll, I'll tell you about another one in a bit where I fell foul of that with Jane Lee Grace. We'll come back to her. <laughs> but yeah, so Laura decided like halfway through our podcast, she was just like, oh, I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going making me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> oh what do we do now <laughs> but I think because on her pod- podcast she's just like oh we'll just edit it out dum, 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 dum. it's like not a big deal is it it took me hours <laughs> hours hours of fight and then like because we'd asked a question and she hadn't finished answering the question and then I had to re-ask the question but I asked it in a completely different way nothing seemed to match up so it oh it was it was an actual disaster but nobody knows nobody knows well you do now (laughs) but yeah she went off and made a dinner in the middle I had to edit that one twice (laughs) quite a funny one but that was a good conversation as well wasn't it yeah it was a really good conversation we did end up getting a lot out of that one. So if you've not listened to that one, get listening. I, oh, I'm getting dry mouth. <laughs> Do you want some of my drink? Look at my drink. Oh, that's nice. What is it? Rhubarb tonic water. I thought, you know what? I'm going to make myself an alcohol-free gin and tonic because I've got alcohol-free gin. But actually, I just really like that. Like, I don't need the alcohol-free gin. So I just put it in a nice glass, but I've got a confession to make, right? This glass has writing on it. And when I left my Slimming World group, I'd stopped drinking, but they didn't know that I was stopping forever. So they all bought me gin and lots of gin and lots of Prosecco and all these drinks. And they also bought me this glass. And on it, it says, if you need to sing, stick to gin. 
that's what kind of Slimming World leader I was. <laughs> Do you know what, that, that is like me on a sober session because have you ever noticed I always have my glass of water with a slice of lemon in it? Yeah, I always, I always watch you drinking. Like, <laughs> you, no, I always well, watch you drinking. I always think, don't you? I always think, right? Don't you have a big gulp? (laughs) A big gulp in my big mouth. Well, confession to make, okay, about this, and it's it's an old moot glass. What's moot? It's cider. Yeah, I think I noticed it this week. Because normally you are look. So what I do is I cover it like this. <laughs> so with my massive man hands, I cover it like this. And drink. Is that a slice of lemon? Well, it's more like half a lemon. I didn't actually get this. That's a jockey lemon. That much in it. I just realised, I always thought that was called old mount. I never know it. Old mount. No, I think it's old moot. Well, what's it say? You've got say the glass. it on the glass. It tells you how to say it. It tells you how to say it. Yeah, it says something like, hold on, it says... That's how pissed you get drinking it. It actually has to tell you how to say what the drink's called. It does. It says, old moot rhymes with fruit. So I know how to say it. There you go. So the only good thing in alcohol is the fruit. That's the message there. Exactly. (laughs) Right, who was next? Don't know. Lisa Smith. Now, we've just had Lisa on. Um, Lisa is the author of Girl Walks Out of a Bar, and we just had Lisa on the Sober Sessions, and she's just absolutely lovely. Now it's Lisa's confession time. Go, Lisa. So, right, when we started doing these podcasts and Alex were asking people, I'm like, I only read a few quitlet books, and I've got a memory like a sieve anyway. So even when we was interviewing people whose books we'd read, I couldn't quite remember things, but Alex was so excited about having Lisa Smith on and she was talking about a book, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've not read it. <laughs> and and I felt... So she came on, oh my God, right, if anybody hasn't heard this, you've got to listen to Lisa's story because it is just captivating and I think it's um, it's just so interesting and to see where she was and how far she's come in a sobriety is amazing. So I, I felt just so awful afterwards that I'd not read it. I felt, I felt like a fraud. That's what I felt like. In fact, I still do now. Now you remember tell everyone. Now I'm an an egg fraud. <laughs> Better be in and out than an in. <laughs> but I did. I really loved it. But I think I struggle to read books. Like, I have Audible. And I just kind of, I, I get fed up or I start things and then I go on to something else. And I'm like thinking all the time so the, it, to be, if I'm going to be really honest it, it weren't just Lisa's <laughs> <laughs> right we'll move on <laughs> she has got a fantastic story and she um, is somebody who did 12 steps and she was in AA uh, it might not have been AA but she was in rehab um, she was overcoming a cocaine addiction and alcohol addiction and it's massively inspiring she's years sober now years and she does a podcast um, Recovery Rocks with Tony Lara, if you've not if you've not come across, have a listen because see that I've listened to, yeah. And whereas I haven't, I don't listen to things as much as you. So yeah, again, it's not so bad that because we usually talk about the book. So 
Yeah, well, it's a good job you did. So I had to rely on you for a lot of the questions. I always rely on you for the questions, especially regarding books. I don't know why. And you definitely don't rely on me to say bye-bye to people. Oh, no. You'll see it in a bit. You'll see. You'll see what happens. Not summer. <laughs> right, come on, who's the next one? Oh, Christy. Wow. This was the first podcast, Christy Smith. So this is episode 17, is that right? Uh, yeah. So Christy, we spoke to, um, again, we met through Instagram and we wanted to share... She wanted to share, to share a, a story, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And we had a right cock up with this one as well, didn't we? Oh, it was awful. It was the day when your internet went down and we'd had to go to a pub to use the Wi-Fi. And then she tried to use the Zoom and we just couldn't speak to her. And that happened about four times, didn't it? Yeah, it was awful. The dates got mixed up. It just it just didn't go right at then all. Then she damaged her shoulder or she'd had an operation, so then she couldn't do it. And then she fell asleep because of the medication she was on. <laughs> oh. It just went on, didn't it? Oh, but then when we got her, that is the first podcast I, I really cried on. Yeah, you did. Her story was just absolutely to listen. And you know, when you think about it, like, Listening to Christy's story made my story of spray it just feel like a walk in the park. But do you not think we all feel a little bit like that about our journey? Because that's what your normal is. So you, because when you spoke, to, when we spoke to her, she did not regret her past at all. Not and, at all. No, and she didn't. And she, honestly, if you've not listened to that episode, please do. She. She has overcome so much and she's so strong, so brave, so inspirational and she helps people. She's got like outreach. She's an outreach person now and everything. She's absolutely amazing. But she had no, sort of no edge to her whatsoever. She, that was her story. That was her normal. And she did, there was no kind of flies on it. No, I can't I mean, it. It was just, it was unbelievable, wasn't it, to us? It was. And I just think it's so brave. It's like, for me, you know, like I regret things so much that I did and, and I still and I'm still, I suppose, coming to terms with things that I did when I was drinking, you know, the things that you push to the back of your head and you don't ever want to remember again because that's not the person you are or the person you want to be or that you think that you are. So and I feel really, I'm a guilty person anyway. I feel guilty about everything. A police card was passed and I, I think I've robbed a shop or something. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> It's just I, like when you go to the airport, I always think I'm a drug smuggler, always. I think, oh, my God, I've smuggled drugs. <laughs> but to, so for me, it was just fascinating to watch somebody that had was so kind of proud of how far they'd come and had forgiven themselves, and rightly so. Do you know what I mean? Everybody should do it. And I think I'm the first person to kind of tell people to do that, but the last one to do it. So it kind of fascinated me to see somebody that were doing so much good in the community because of how bad her past was, but to also be living with that forgiveness of herself. I just thought it was yeah. really humbling. Humbling's the right word. I was just going to say, if after that, it was humbling. So that's, yeah, we're agreed on that. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad I thought of the word. <laughs> Normally, I'm mumming an iron and got a thesaurus on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even true. 
Oh dear. Oh, and then, okay, so then came Claire Pooley. Now, this was Lisa's turn to fangirl, right? So I'd had my my time with with William and Lisa really fangirl Claire. And we actually found this one quite challenging, didn't we? Really difficult. Why? I don't know. I can't remember. I think I think because she's like so known and we'd built it up together so much we both were really nervous with her yeah dead down to earth and dead normal and dead normal. she's so lovely and so down to earth and I think it's where we start doubting ourselves a little bit and thinking god we're actually interviewing she's just brought a new but she's a novelist now do you know what I mean like she's on a second one now yeah and I think we start doubting ourselves and thinking oh my god what, what we're going to talk about what we're going to say but and I think when you know people have been interviewed a lot you know it's it's easier to be interviewed isn't it like we found that although I don't actually but it is <laughs> it's easier to be interviewed it is so, it's then down to the interviewer to ask the right questions. And then when you start overthinking that, and we moved from having a casual chat to thinking that we had to ask Yeah, we weren't questions. as relaxed, were we? No. And, and then the to make a voice was, What? <laughs> you go. <laughs> the fact that, like... I tried explaining to her, right, that... Oh, um, God. Is this when you insulted her? No, but when I listened <laughs> to her, it reminded me of my mum reading stories to me when I was little. Like, my mum used to read me bedtime stories all the time. And her voice, like, listening to it, it took me back to that. So when I listened to the Sober Diaries, it, it made me feel, I related to it, but it made me feel all at home. And I don't know how you explain that to somebody. Well, you explain it like Lisa did and say, oh, you remind me of what my mum used to listen to stories, read me stories. Not that you're old enough to be my mum. <laughs> <laughs> you're right with dicks <laughs> and to make matters worse right in the middle of this one if you don't know about Lisa's dog right she's got this dog called Jeffrey and he's such a scraggy gorgeous little thing isn't he he's just like he's a rescue dog and at the point at that point remember he had those weird bits on his ears as well oh because he'd got butchered at the grooming place I would devastate it honestly he had like his ears and then he had these long bits which were dead he said um, cut them off because she didn't know if there was any ear <laughs> any ear skin in there which I was saying there's definitely no ear in that they were like they were, it was <laughs> off and he tipped he taps I've got wooden floors everywhere so he's tapping around and he places slides <laughs> everywhere so he's got no coordination has he he's got it's like and then in the middle of Claire Pooley's interview <laughs> he did the most disgusting smell you have ever ever experienced and Honestly, it was to the point where, I mean, in any other situation, I would have left the room. I would have left. And we had to, like, keep ourselves together. Tears streaming and, like, <laughs> it was... That was awful. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we had the lovely lot of Dan on. Now, thankfully, we'd both read or uh, listened to Lotta's book. And she 
I, I actually didn't imagine Lotta to be like she was. I thought Lotta would be really serious and kind of um, factual about everything, but she really wasn't. She was just so down to earth, so chatty, so spiritual. She's just a breath of fresh air to the to the sober community, I think. She's gorgeous, isn't she? She's Inside so and out, she's just gorgeous. And Lisa, honestly, I thought I was going to be replaced. <laughs> what? Because I really thought, oh no, they've got a better bond than me and her here. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> they were so really similar. Can I just say, you know, like I said before, that I've got a really bad memory, right? I... I I have no recollection of, of this podcast. <laughs> you like, I, can't, I can't remember it. She, so when she came on, she said, good morning from New Zealand. And we were like, it's night time here. And I did my usual of, oh, yeah, it's dark and it's cold. And you always say, oh, what are you telling them about the weather for? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's because I had to go somewhere. So I came back and Alex's nervous conversation was, so what's the weather like? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've got no social skills. <laughs> no, you have. You're really good at it. But, yeah, she. but you two really were similar, weren't you, in a lot of ways? A lot of like, Yeah, a lot of, she can, I think... I relate to Lotta Dan a lot, actually, with what she does and um, a book, Mrs. D Going Within and all the spirituality side of it and the going in. And she just articulates it so much better than I ever would. You said that to her as well. I'm like, yes, yes. You're yes. the same as me, but you can say it with real words. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did say that. You're right. Oh, then, right, now, I'm going to throw something out there then. I'm pretty sure after Lotta Dan, we had our bonus episode with Janie Lee Grace. Ah, yes. And we literally launched it the day, the day or the day after we'd recorded it. And this is the one where I made a massive error. Why? Because I'd recorded the podcast like we do. I'd put the beginning on. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I left in our whole conversation before <laughs> before the podcast. And I said to Lisa afterwards, oh, my God, it's a good job we didn't call anybody anything. Or say, hey, you know what, Lisa, let's not tell them all. We're going to the pub after. You know what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that Jane. <laughs> that Jane. Oh, yeah, anything. I left in our whole conversation. And Jamie actually emailed me and went, Alex, um, I don't know if you know, but our conversation's on at the beginning. It doesn't sound bad. What she actually meant was, you unprofessional dickhead. Audio <laughs> <laughs> presenter. Get it right. Of all the people to do it to. And she must listen back. I know. Which clearly I hadn't. And you know what? The fact is, honest to God, every other episode, I do. I do, because I have to when I'm editing them. But I was that rushed to get it ready the next day. I obviously didn't listen to it back. And she emailed me and I was like, well, I wasn't. I'm going to say I was embarrassed, but I don't really get embarrassed that easily. So I probably no. embarrassed. I was just like, oh, God, shit. She's going to think I'm a right knob. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably more pissed off yourself, I think. Yeah. But it's like, I think Jamie's was... Um, it, it, was re- it was good timing, actually. And I love her voice, just listening to her. When even soothing talking to her, it's like listening to the radio. She's got such a soothing voice. And then she said she's she's done her own meditation, hasn't she? Yeah, she sent it to us and I put it on the link. Um, yeah, which is just yeah, like so soothing. Yeah, I really like it. She's got a radio voice, hasn't she? Yeah, and she'd interviewed us previously. And, and that was one of our first interviews where we were interviewing. Oh, I... I Lisa was, was like a nervous wreck, right? I hated it. 
And I she kept you. grabbing my leg. That was the one where you were sat next to me in your office and you kept feeling my leg and grabbing me as if... No, but I didn't know what to say. She was asking me questions and I didn't know how to answer them. Honestly, I, I know I said this earlier, but I really, really do. Like, I used to get absolutely pissed before I went to parties or before I met people because I am so socially anxious so things like this every single podcast I swear to god from the very beginning like I have palpitations I get so nervous and I, and I go you know like when you say about you go over things and you worry about you're gonna die right yeah yeah well I play things like this over and over and over in my mind and I, I think I struggle just in life anyway, to say things, what I mean, like I have like to think now. about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I have to write things down or I spend time like writing and deleting and getting it right. So that's what I do. And when you're actually talking to people, you can't say it, unsay it, say it, unsay it and say it. And I, I need to yeah. do that. And she, I just, she asked some really tricky questions as well about your home life, which you weren't oh. talk about, didn't she? And she? Honestly, Lisa was giving me like full on red leg. <laughs> I forgot what we did and everything. And I suppose with the home life as well is because it's so complicated for me. I feel it's complicated. And because like you said this the other day, because I know what I've been through, but I don't necessarily always talk about it. I found the questions really intrusive, like a normal question to somebody like, how did your husband feel about you not drinking, right? So you could go, you could answer that. Yeah, like, I can. How did your kids feel? Can't answer it. It's just so complicated. So when she was asking me, I felt really on edge. And, and then she was asking about the workplace presentation. Didn't even know how to answer that. I'm digging yeah, that's you, because... Like, she worked because look, normally I put that question to when anyone asks us about our workplace presentations, Lisa answers that spot on. So I always just go, you answer that. But on this day, I went, you answer that. And she was like grabbing my leg even tighter. So say, I, can't, I can't do it. I couldn't. I just, and if I get distracted, when Carolina interviewed us the other day, it came up that she'd She'd upgraded a Zoom She'd or upgraded something. She'd upgraded a Zoom or something. Well, I'm like a magpie. That's me. I'm in the middle of talking. And then I think, oh, look, she's upgraded. Oh, she mustn't have had that before. Oh, did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd come back and she went, oh, I'm sorry, Carolina. I got really distracted then. Can you edit that bit out, please? <laughs> I was waiting for her to press pause. And the more she didn't press pause, I'm thinking, why is she not missing pause? Why is she not missing pause? I'm just a nervous wreck, actually. It's ridiculous. You would never know. I'm a swan. That's what they used to say on my, on my Slimming World training. They said you're very like swan-like, where on the outside you look like you've got it together, but underneath or inside you're like, doo, 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 and that goes on inside. Swim, swim! All, all <laughs> yes. of the time, yeah. I'm constantly pad, like, paddling. Oh, God. Yeah, wow, well, that's exhausting me. That I know. I felt like I'm going now. We've still got a few more to talk about. So the next one was Lucy Spraggan. Now, Lucy, we met through Siobhan. Yes. Siobhan's brave as well, and she messaged Lucy. Yes, yeah, she did. To say, I love this story. Well, you tell it because I don't know it fully and I'll get it wrong. Oh, well, she just messaged her to kind of congratulate her on her sobriety. And then they've become like really good friends and they go out for dinner and stuff. And that's it. <laughs> Siobhan, Lucy and the dog Steve <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but I think it's just awesome. <laughs> and we met Lucy on um, Siobhan's Soberversary, our first one, and her actual birthday. And yeah. asked her to come on the podcast because she'd been sober for, I think she's been, I'm pretty sure she's 11 months now, uh, or nearly 11 months. So she'd she'd come on and she was a breath of fresh air as well. Yes, she? she was. Yeah. So genuine, down to earth, relaxed, chatty. It's not, there was nothing we couldn't ask her. So she like, was lovely. My 14-year-old daughter was upstairs while I, knowing that I was downstairs talking to one of her absolute idols. She knows every single one of Lucy's songs. Like, she does. And I was like, come down and say hi. And she's like, I can't, can't, can't. And I was just so sad that she didn't have the confidence to come and say hi to her because she really listens to her stuff all the time. There'll be other opportunities, though, won't there, with that? Yeah. yeah. Then... Oh, death row interview. I can't even talk about this one. It was the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. That this was bonkers. Like if we thought we were nervous before, like imagine. Right, let's just recap here. Right, we've got podcasts called Hangovers and Other Disgusting Things. Right, <laughs> we we do our own intro every single time and cock it up. Right. Every single time. <laughs> We've now like moved on to talking to these, you know, these amazing people and then we get the opportunity. Now, I don't know, people, people are funny with stuff like this. So talking to somebody on death row is something that fascinates me and mm-hmm. it's something that I've always said I'd love to do that. I'd be the first one to go, oh my God, I'd love to do that. So then when we got the opportunity, it was like, what do you say? What 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 the hell do you ask somebody on death row that's actually on it? Like and that was another one where I balled up and told him about the weather. And I'm thinking, you don't give a shit about Oh, me. yeah, you did. Like, it was. Right, so you get the opportunity to interview somebody on death row. <laughs> and Alex says, how's the weather? <laughs> I did cut that bit out, you'll notice. But yeah, I did. Because Lisa went, oh, afterwards, I can't believe you asked him what the weather's like. He's on death row, Alex. Like, do you think he cares that much about what the weather's like here in the UK? I'm like, no, good point. I'll set that bit out. But I don't know why I do it. I think it's just... A I didn't even know you took that bit out. I have took that bit out. I look really stupid. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I've just snitched on you. <laughs> no, I did. I, I actually asked him about the weather, but that was a weird one because that was another one that took me hours to edit because he only got 15 minutes and then he it would cut off and then he'd have to dial back in and we had to do it through another person. So we couldn't actually see him. We could see the author of a book that he'd co-written. Tess. Tess, yeah. And, and um, Tess Castillo, wasn't it? Yeah. And we could see her and she had him on loudspeaker on the phone, but it was really, really weird. But also, you know what? If you've not listened to that and it do not freak you out too much, his journey, even though he's inside... It's so relatable to somebody, to anybody. Oh, it was mental. That made me cry, that one. Sorry, I was just looking at comments there, Fiona. See what I mean? Look at this. Magpie. I know, I'm, I'm so distracted. Fiona's just laughing at you talking about the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am an idiot. No. Then was Julia. Now, Julia's our friend. Julia is um, the author. Oh, did we finish that? I didn't think we'd finish with George. Oh, go on. Have you got more to say? 
No, it was just really interesting. You know what? You were just talking, you just became a magpie, so I had to move on. <laughs> oh, you sorry. 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 Listen to it anyway, it's a good one. So then, yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, Julia Carson is the author of Sober Positive, and she's also one of our friends through Be Sober Manchester. And I really relate to Julia. Honestly, I think we're like, in a lot of ways, we've had so many similar life experiences, me and Julia, that I was reading a book and thinking, oh my God, that's me, that's me, that's me all the way through. And, and she said the same back to me over time. I read her book purely to read it because I didn't need to be reading quickly at that point. But if you've not read that book and, and you're any point on your journey, I've, honestly, I've, I've a read of it because she's so honest. And there's a bit in the book, and I don't think she'll mind me telling you because it's in the podcast, but she talks about the, the parody between her experience breastfeeding, a, oh, sorry, feeding her first child and then with her second child. And it was actually at that point that she went sober. But read it. It's so it's heartbreaking, but heartwarming in the same paragraph. It's amazing. She'd said as well after the podcast that it was one of the ones that she'd been most vulnerable in and open. And I think you can really feel that when you listen to it. She's just such a beautiful soul. It's really good. She is gorgeous. So we're coming up to Sober Dave. Oh, he'll fall, he'll fall asleep now. He'll have gone now. <laughs> he won't have gone. He's there. He's there. He'll be sat there in his Sober Dave pants. Listen, <laughs> when are you getting to me? <laughs> so Sober Dave, honestly, this, and I'm not just saying this, this was one of my favourite podcasts because he is the nicest guy ever. I met him for the first time at the Mindful Drinking Festival um, earlier in January. You fangirled again. Oh, I just looked. It wasn't you did. fangirl because I, I met him because I'd asked him to be on our panel for our event that didn't happen. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he'd said, let's meet up for a coffee and have a chat. And we, it, it just, I think it just hurt his leg. Or his, his tendon, I can't remember when. He's got an injury anyway from running. And um, I think he's running from exercise. He's got an injury. So he was limping. So he could, we didn't end up going for a coffee, but we stood in the Mindful Drinking Festival and he was just the most genuine guy. And I thought, yeah, I'm, I really like him. I'm going to really relate to him. Anyway, on this podcast, it was like, because we've now been doing the sober sessions with him, it was like hanging out with your mates. It really was. It was funny. It, it was honest. I've not laughed that much in ages. Like there's a story in there where he talks about his teeth and a fox. You've got to listen to it. It's amazing. It's just brilliant. And I think we really, really belly laugh there. Like, you know, when your jaw aches from laughing. And I just think, how good is it that you can do that sober with people? He's, he's just gorgeous, isn't he, Dave? He's just, he, I, I love speaking to him. He actually reminds me of my stepdad in a lot of ways. Is he old enough? Well, yeah. <laughs> because yeah well he is but he isn't well yeah he is actually he's only a year younger than me mom Dave sorry Dave <laughs> <laughs> your mum was a very young mum though <laughs> yeah she was well she's but it, does, it, it reminds me of my stepdad Terry but Terry and I think we spoke about that in the podcast um, when he was 56 he passed away and when I talk to Dave it's really weird to see him like at that age that we step do you know what I mean it's I don't yeah it just makes me laugh it's so lovely and kind 
and he's got a great story as well and you know like there's a few people along the way who you hear from who have had a rock bottom and honest to god he had a rock bottom and he openly talks about it and he's just such an inspiration and he's a coach now and he's our I was just going to say that yeah yeah he started coaching and if anybody is interested or wants to get caught I think Please, please, just go to give, give, go to give, <laughs> go to give. <laughs> yeah, go to Dave and speak to him because he will be able to help you. He's, he's so honest and so approachable, and yeah, we just love. Somebody's him. just said there, Anne's just commented saying the Sunday lunch story, a real roller coaster. It is. It, it was just gorgeous. Just and he, you know, as, as well, and his his wife, um, she's an inspiration as well. Definitely. He also, as well as you reminded me of my stepdad, you know, when he talks about when he was drunk. Yeah. It reminds me of a relationship I had with a drunk with a drunkard. Oh God. <laughs> no, it does, you know, like when she just said about that Sunday lunch story, you know, the sat there drinking and like I could, I just really felt it from him. It's yeah, it's a good story and it's it's lovely to see him now just Helping us our life now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine life without him anymore. Me neither. We love you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last but definitely not least is Lee the gay. He said, "Sorry, Dave's commented. I am here, you know, Lisa." <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have heard all the nice things we've said about you, then, Dave. Yeah, we do love you, Dave. And then Lee the gay sober. Oh, this was so funny. He is like a male version of our blend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's got the wildness and the kind of drink pushing that Lisa had. Yeah. And the kind of longevity and I will outstay everybody and drink to blackout and get sick that I have. Yeah. (laughs) He must have been really struggling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because he was one of them that would buy shots and drinks for everybody just to make sure that he wasn't the odd one out drinking, like Lisa used to do. Yeah. But he would drink to blackout and to vomiting and to saying horrible things to people like I I used to do. So that conversation is he's the same age as us as well. And he's just he's just really relatable. And uh, in fact, you know what? everybody is really relatable who we've interviewed on our podcasts. There isn't a person on there who, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? There's somebody for everybody on there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that is our season one review of everybody we've interviewed. Now, we were we, we've tied with the idea of having a four-week break, a two-week break, a month break. Anyway, we have decided that we're going to take a break as we planned to the end of August because we're having our website redone and we are having to relaunch our workplace presentations due to the COVID outbreak. We've got a heck of a lot else going on. So we just thought we'd take a little break and gather up some new guests. Now we haven't got anyone lined up particularly yet, have we? Oh, have we not? Not really, no. We've got a couple of people who've said that they want to come on. I think we're going to have Wise up on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought we had that booked. Oh, we had to cancel because of this, didn't we? I thought we'd booked it in again online. No, it's not booked in yet. And Lona, Lona's coming on. Oh, yeah. He's lovely. It's going to be... I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. And 
I think at this point, it's, it's important for us to say thank you to everybody who's been on our podcast, first of all, because, you know, we, we honestly came from nowhere at all and we still feel like that. We're just so gobsmacked that us little two have managed to be listened to by all of you people and that you were willing to come on as our guests when you could have said no and, you know, we, and knocked us back and we would have been none the wiser, would we? No, and I like think you gave us a shot, and it like it it proper helped us on our journey. So all of you that were on our podcast really have helped us on our journey, and everybody they've helped. So that you know, like you said before, the messages that we get now from people are just amazing, and they really, really it shocks me, and it really does feed our egos. <laughs> when you get that message we're like we'll message each other like you've got to read this you've got to read this it's just so exciting and I think because we've as much as we've been best friends for all these years we've still had very different journeys so we kind of relate to different people sometimes as well and it's just so nice and I think the reviews we've had as well on our iTunes I can't, it's just amazing. And I just want to say thank you, honestly, from both of us to take the time to write a review because I'm well lazy, me. I'm always getting messages to write reviews for Amazon and I, and I never do. So thank you for taking the time to write a review. It really, really does mean a lot. We're going to try and get a sponsor, aren't we? Yeah, we'd like to get a sponsor for our season. Apparently you do that as well. As well as that, have automatic intros. You can get sponsors. We didn't add know all that. No, we still don't really know what we're going to do or how. No, we don't. We don't know how to do that. We, we, I had a bit of a Google the other day how to get a sponsor. I did the same, Lisa. Don't worry, you weren't on your own. But yeah, to everybody that's watched us, listened to us, thank you. Because as much as you say that you that we help you, you really help us as well. Because knowing that we're helping you just keeps us going and it keeps us inspired and it keeps us wanting to bring the podcast to you and everything else we do I'm sad that we're going for a little while (laughs) I am honestly everybody thank you so much for being part of our journey and continuing to be on it we hope you've enjoyed it and we will see you back with our first podcast in August that was a really good goodbye (laughs) thanks Lisa bye bye see you later